First in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I always say that. I sound like Jim Carrey in that movie. But it all depends on when you're listening. If you're listening live, then you're listening on either a Tuesday, a Thursday, or a Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Karen Cataline, I'm the host of Spouting Off. What an honor and a pleasure it is to be back in the saddle again. Live talk radio, something that couldn't happen in a totalitarian country, or at least a fully totalitarian country. We need to hold on to that honor and privilege of speaking out, disagreeing, dissent. <clears throat> dissent is not dangerous, but censoring dissent most certainly is. Well, I am very jazzed to be talking about something this morning, uh, today, that I've been thinking about. And in fact, I thought this video that I found uh, from, I'll tell you right now, the Academy of Ideas. I never heard of this before, but you know how it is. You see a video and you think, wow, that just is a home run. And this was so important that I uh, sent it to a lot of people and posted it on my website. Now, I've reached out to the authors of this video to see if I could get a guest to come on the program and talk more about the Academy of Ideas. So this is kind of a, a, a primer, shall we say. But we have some audio from this video. We have some audio from this video. And um, if you'd like to follow along or visit, there is a hot link at my website under my blog at karencataline.com. I've also posted it on my Twitter page and even my Facebook page. And I don't care how you get there. I only put a hot link just to respect copyright laws because you know how those can be sometimes until I get permission to do more. I would post that video on my website. But if you gotta go there, that's probably even better because they have some wonderful videos on liberty, which I think uh, gets to the heart of the matter that we've been dealing with now, and even offers solutions and a way to address this time, uh, uh, timely subject today, but one that is has been seen down through history, and that is the attempt to, uh, create a totalitarian regime where there used to be liberty. Now, we talk about that all the time, and it isn't just an ideology. It's real. So the name of this um, video, which appeals to me greatly because of my mental health background, but just in general, I think it addresses so many important issues. Mass psychosis, how an entire population becomes mentally ill. They don't get bogged down in right or left or anything else. They just tell you how it is and what kind of principles are, or, or tactics are used when a country is being submerged into psychosis. And they point to mass psychosis as having been evident in, in other times through history, from the, the witch trials in the 1600s, uh, in which there was almost in certain areas of the world, the, the, the people being burned alive as witches, there were hardly, scarcely any women to be found because they were being burned as witches. How does a country become so mass psychotic? Well, uh, I have some audio, and we're going to start and use this as a jumping-off point. We also, by the way, have a couple of terrific guests coming up later in the program, but this is critical. Please go to my website, find that video, or go directly to Academy of Ideas. Look it up, the Academy of Ideas, Free Minds for a Free Society. If people think that's dangerous, hmm then maybe they're dangerous. Let's hear cut number one, Mr. Producer. 
about fear and anxiety and what it is that can cause that uh, uh, bad actors can bring about totalitarianism in a formerly free country. Go. Finally burned itself out. When a mass psychosis occurs, the results are devastating. Jung studied this phenomenon and wrote that the individuals who make up the infected society become morally and spiritually inferior. They sink unconsciously to an inferior intellectual level. They become more unreasonable, irresponsible, emotional, erratic, and unreliable. And worst of all, crimes the individual alone could never stand are freely committed by the group smitten by madness. How about that? Does, does that sound eerily familiar to you? that we now have a propaganda media that actually encourages people to be irrational, to think uncritically, to elevate immoral conduct as being moral and moral conduct as being immoral, uh, to go after the uh, fire brigade rather than the arsonists. Uh, all of this is happening now and we have to connect some of these dots. So fear and anxiety is part of what softens, this is also in the video, the masses to become amenable to tyranny and to totalitarianism. Um, as you, and, and we even heard in the news item previous that isolation, social isolation and loneliness and uh, fear and anxiety softens people to accept things they would ordinarily not accept and commit crimes in a group that they would ordinarily never accept. Uh, moral degradation is necessary for this so that, sadly, the people cry out for order and they cry out for order from their tyrants to fix things. That's kind of, I'm sorry to say, part of where we're headed here. Let's hear the second cut right now so we can fit these in in a short amount of time. Let's go with cut number two. Troy. Priming a population for the crime of menticide begins with the sowing of fear. When an individual is flooded with negative emotions, such as fear or anxiety, he or she is very susceptible to a descent into the delusions of madness. Threats real, imagined, or fabricated can be used to sow fear, but a particularly effective technique is to use waves of terror. Under this technique, the sowing of fear is staggered with periods of calm, but each of these periods of calm is followed by the manufacturing of an even more intense spell of fear. And on and on, the process goes. Or as Mirlu writes, each wave of terrorizing creates its effects more easily after a breathing spell than the one that preceded it because people are still disturbed by their previous experience. Morality becomes lower and lower and the psychological effects of each new propaganda campaign become stronger. It reaches a public already softened up. I kind of already kind of let the cat out of the bag. Uh, the narrator uses a term menticide and I have never heard that term, but it is used to describe the destruction of the mind, menticide, homicide, suicide, menticide, a killing of the psyche, pretty scary, frightening stuff. We're gonna move on to the cut three because I'm running out of time. Who knows, we may have time later in the program, but this is important, I may revisit it again so I can give it its fair and proper due. The most important thing is to just watch the video for yourself and if you find it valuable, uh, share it with others. Because now he moves to what can we do about this? Cut three. According to Carl Jung, for those of us who wish to help return sanity to an insane world, the first step is to bring order to our own minds and to live in a way that provides inspiration for others to follow. It is not for nothing that our age cries out for the Redeemer personality, for the one who can emancipate himself from the grip of the collective psychosis and save at least his own soul, who lights a beacon of hope for others, proclaiming that here is at least one man 
who has succeeded in extricating himself from the fatal identity with the group psyche. Wow. That is astonishing. You know, not too often do I see any kind of information in the public sphere that offers actual solutions. The ones that are offered tend to be, of course, put down, censored, and people are persecuted simply for introducing the possibility of defiance to tyranny. Something, of course, the left used to cheer in people like uh, Mahatma Gandhi when he, uh, and Martin Luther King for that matter, who were into nonviolent resistance. But this is such a beautiful sentence. Uh, even in the mental health field, I didn't spend a lot of time on Carl Jung, but I think I'm going to start. Uh, it is not for nothing that our age cries out for redeemer personality. It is very important to remember that uh, we can't make this person a god because only God is God, but people are looking for redeemer personalities and we can be one in our own life. And save at least, I quote, his own soul who lights a beacon of hope for others. Wow. And offer an, a hand out to people who are stuck in the psychosis. That doesn't mean we have all the answers but we have an ability to use our common sense and to call out things that are preposterous and foolish, that fly in the face of everything we know in a moral, civil society. Things like mastectomies for nine-year-olds, pornography on school shelves. These are in-your-face attacks on the American psyche and on the American culture to accept that and to, uh, uh, or go along and don't speak out about it simply because the price continues to get higher for dissent in this country. And we must, we must build, as he said, ordering our own minds. How about that? Ordering our own minds and then being a beacon of light and inspiration for others. To whatever extent in your sphere of influence, you can do that. And so can I. We can together. Plus, we can accept dissent and be a model that if people do not agree with us, we don't demonize them. We revere dissent, debate, and discussion uh, rather than violence, hatred, and bigotry. Uh, I'm going to take a break right now. I could say so much more. Get this video. Uh, we're going to have our first guest on Spouting Off right after this. This is Karen Cataline. Don't go away. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever for a limited time when you use your promo code you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98 now only $29.98 with our 60-day money-back guarantee you have nothing to lose sleep well america call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code ram r-a-m that's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code ram for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit my pillow your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov readyny 
a call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Spouting Off with Karen Cataline will return in a moment. The Reading Foundation provides evaluation and tutorial programs based upon the Orton-Gillingham philosophy of learning, based upon the study of language, how children acquire language, and the mechanisms involved in learning. All the learning pathways of the brain, visual, auditory, kinesthetic, and tactile, are addressed and strengthened to build a strong foundation for the acquisition of reading skills. If you are interested in learning more, please contact the Reading Foundation for more information. The Reading Foundation is at 10 Northern Boulevard, Unit 19, Amherst, New Hampshire, 03031. Or you can email us at readingfoundation underscore rf at yahoo.com. And of course, you can call anytime at 603-882-0992. The Reading Foundation, Amherst, New Hampshire. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. Uh, I am... Very excited to welcome this next guest because she talks about things that not only did I write a book about 10 years ago when my book seemed rather naive or rather benign, but still gets to the heart of the impact of the sexualization of children, or at least I hope it does. On the line joining us, I'm so glad to have her, Mary Bauden, charter member of Voices Against Trafficking. Thank you, Mary, for taking the time to join us. We so appreciate having you. Well, I'm delighted to do so. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit, forgive me for not having enough of a bio, tell us a little bit more about you and about Voices Against Trafficking before we get we dig down into the issues here. Well, um, I um, am affiliated with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. And if you know about what's happening in our culture, uh, researcher Gail Dines calls it a pornified culture. You know that everything going on from trafficking, prostitution, hypersexualization of children in dance uh, overlap and reinforce one another. Now, I'm a dance educator with a BA and MA in dance. I love dance. I love healthy dance. But I have seen a cultural shift from healthy uh, educational children's dance to harmful, hypersexualized children's dance in adult costumes, choreography, and music. And it may sound unusual to your listeners, but that's what brought me into contact with that, Voices Against Trafficking. And my friends there, I'm a charter member, because all of these issues with children are connected. And we're seeing a rise in trafficking for children, in prostitution for children. And often, some of that portal comes through harmful dance. Mm-hmm. You're talking my language uh, because at the risk of making you know, a comment about my book. My book was about my early experiences in child beauty pageants. And because I became an MSW, I wanted to analyze how seemingly, I wanted to analyze how it affected my later life. And uh, the kinds of things that I went through in the early 60s are child's play compared to what we're watching today. And that even mentions in in my uh, audio little ad there for the book, uh, that this this early sexualization, children being thrust into adult sexuality before they are mentally and emotionally able to deal with it, is profoundly dangerous and damaging. And it and one has to remember we have such short memories that it isn't that long ago when people were up in arms about child beauty pageants. That's about the time when I wrote my book. And then suddenly we had an 11-year-old drag queen, which it was totally okay to dance suggestively if you're a boy acting like a girl. And this gender confusion, it's as if 
all of this sexual assault on children has gone on steroids. Uh, it really has. Yeah. It really has. We, we have seen such an acceleration in our culture, and I think much of that comes because of the tsunami of the Internet. You know, we didn't have that. Uh, it started in 1996 when uh, Congress uh, passed an act called the Communications Decency Act. They didn't know at that time anything about this fledgling industry called the Internet, so they protected it. And that's why we see in the uh, in and on the Internet through social media platforms and, and many other uh, portals uh, there, there's just no protections for children, Mary, and that's I'd why like there's to, a number of uh, issues you, pending in Congress I'd about like that you right to now. Comment about this because uh, this may seem, you know, I'm going to take it a step further. There are political agendas and even uh, money coming from George Soros and others to create a political uh, uh, agenda, a political axe to grind, using as a bludgeoning tool this whole sexualization of children and a glorification of the social contagion of gender confusion is suddenly being celebrated. We're watching it. I don't think it's just the internet. I think that there are some very, very, there is big money in um, demoralizing children. I don't think it could happen if there wasn't a blurring of boundaries in which suddenly politicians and bureaucrats are standing up for the sexualization of children instead of putting their foot down. What's well, you're here? exactly right. Uh, we have blurred the line between childhood and adulthood. We are not protecting children's innocence. We're exposing them to adult issues that the brain research says they cannot handle. So uh, I, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, another researcher, mm-hmm. uh, Philip Adams, calls what is going on right now corporate pedophilia. Yeah, well, and people are finally starting to fight back. I just want to add one more thing that you're welcome to use if you are if you care to, because I've thought a lot about this. And it is not accidental that the same people who want to move this country towards moral decay and communism and tyranny want to turn adults into children, but they also want to turn... Uh, I already said it in advance. They want to turn children into adults before their time, but they also want to turn adults into children, into dependent, submissive, passive people who look to the government for everything that they need in life. And uh, this is a twisting upside down of, this is an attack on the American psyche really to turn adults into children and children into adults as an old-time social worker we used to call that uh, confusing intergenerational confusion in dysfunctional families and now we have a dysfunctional country (laughs) that's that's claiming that a five-year-old could be a transgender activist and an adult should wear wear onesies i mean this is all very in your face and very, very obvious what they're doing, but not everybody gets it. So with Voices Against Trafficking, what exactly uh, are you doing to address this this massive assault on just plain the protection of innocent kids? Well, um, I work with Voices Against Trafficking, have written a, a chapter in a book that's coming out this fall about uh, the aspect of dance and hypersexualization of children in dance. And uh, we have all kinds of experts writing all the different chapters uh, that intersect with one another. But specifically, my area is hypersexualized dance. Uh, and as right. I said, I have a BA and MA in dance, and I love it. But I don't love the harms and the abuse and the trauma, those patterns that I'm seeing in dance that often lead into, not always, but lead into being trafficked, lead into being a prostitute because a child is groomed. In fact, we released on danceawareness.com the end of March uh, a new trailer. It's only four minutes, and it has 
uh, three brave, courageous women who were hypersexualized in children, pardon me, in dance as children. As children. And they tell their story briefly, but it led them into all kinds of trauma and abuse mm-hmm. um, with, you know, just stories that uh, none of us want to hear. And, you know, an adult's first line of defense for a child is to protect a child. And somehow, as you just mentioned, that seems to have gone out the window. And adults are being almost childlike in their acceptance of whatever comes. Precisely. And it's our job to stand up and protect these little people who we're entrusted to and entrusted yeah. with. Yeah. Well, I, I identify very strongly with the whole idea of hypersexualization in dance because I was put on the stage when I was three and I almost never talk about my own story. It seems, as I say, minute by comparison. But my mother, uh, our book, our book Princess by Proxy, it coined the term Princess by Proxy. And a lot of parents through, they didn't know, or whatever, and this was many years before this is, has become a cultural phenomenon. That's why I wanted my book to be a cautionary tale, is uh, the whole notion that children don't have stages of development that they need to go through to reach healthy adulthood. And so just something that seems kind of benign, like being asked to shake my hips in kind of a very, very adult way. And yet I remembered this in my 30s, and it led me to a very interesting self-discovery. No, I didn't spend a bunch of time blaming my mother, but I wanted to understand how that affected my later life. And it's important because, and this is why it breaks my heart so much, that all of those boundaries have broken down to the point where uh, we are now we are now promoting the sexualization of children instead of standing up against it. Uh, it, it really is odd, yes. isn't it? Yes. Um, I, it's it's I think, not accidental. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, parents are not either not seeming to understand this trend, or they're so intimidated by the. Uh, well, they're called anti-trans. The culture, they're just not saying you know, anything. They're called anti-something. And so it's our job to educate. Exactly. So, so let me shut up here and talk about what you're doing to educate. And also there's something you're doing called Earn It. I don't know what that is. So tell everybody what that is and, and well, what you're doing at Voices Against Trafficking. Well, the Earn It Act is a, um, uh, an act pending in Congress actually right now. Uh, it's It's been an issue of protection for children in terms of online social media platforms, um, and we don't have any, <laughs> actually. Anybody can uh, contact a child uh, who is eight, for instance, and uh, initiates a, uh, an account on social media, which they shouldn't, because that social media platform shouldn't have some way of checking if they're a child or an adult. By the way, all these social media platforms can do that. It's just they choose not to. And so it drives in predators. It drives in the wrong forces for a child to uh, be in contact with. And so the Earn It Act in Congress right now uh, would be an act that asks all these social media platforms to put in stops for what they do uh, so that we protect children. And uh, I'm affiliated with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. Uh, I think I mentioned that. And you can get a lot of information on the Earn It Act uh, if you go to the www.nsexualexploitation.org, and you can find a petition there, or you can write your own congressman and, and tell them you want that act passed. Because, of course, um, there's a lot of lobbying not to mm. pass it. I'd love to uh. know more about what the stops are. And I also got to just ask you kind of an online uh, uh, in <laughs> a live invitation. Could you stay with us through a break so we could continue this? Sure. Uh, I would love that. Because then we can take the time to talk about that, about what exactly you're advocating. And, of course, give people an opportunity to join you, to support your work. And we can delve a little deeper in this question because I have seen uh, 
people that has that issue what we're talking about now this issue pornography on grade school public school shelves is is has been what is waking up a lot of people who haven't been politically active at all and they're saying enough is enough we're not doing this anymore no 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 so go ahead and tell us about the stops that you're talking about and then thank you for staying through the break and we'll continue after that okay no no um go ahead now <laughs> sorry i wasn't clear stops about what what very briefly and then we'll if if you're not done we'll we'll pick it up after the break what is earn it what are the kind of stop measures that would uh protect children in this in this act that you're trying to pass well uh i've got four i can think of off the top of my head uh, the earn it act clarifies there's no immunity for social media and tech companies that facilitate the distribution of child sexual abuse material, or CSAM, and it gives them, the victims, a path to justice and the possibility of restoring their privacy. Then it gives the National Center on Missing and Exploited Children new tools to combat CSAM. Again, that stands for child sexual abuse material. Then it updates existing federal statutes to replace child pornography with the more accurate term child sexual abuse material and then it establishes a commission of survivors tech representatives privacy and civil rights experts and other stakeholders to recommend the best practices for tech companies to implement to respond to the astronomical increase in online sexual exploitation of children which includes grooming for sexual trafficking so um, that's just four things, and I, I just summarized. But it's a very important act that yes. we need to um, really uh, support our congressmen and women to pass. And, of course, as I mentioned, uh, the lobbying against it is just uh, incredible. So we're hoping so to that's have that So that's interesting. There's a lot of, lot of people lobbying against it because they're for... Uh, child sexual abuse material online is that is that what we're saying here well i think what we're saying is <laughs> we need to protect children and this yeah. act allows a child to sue an internet platform see yeah. and so you're going to hear yeah. if you go on google a lot of uh, uh the uh, there goes the, the forces music. that we're not that are not to protect children right. are saying uh, this is an issue of free speech and it's not right by the same people who are trying to hinder and shut down free speech uh, for right. those who criticize right. and stand up for children. It's crazy making stuff. It is uh, crazy making. Thank you. We're talking to Mary Bodden. Voices Against Trafficking will continue right after this. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world that they represent. The mission of the Epoch Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. The Epoch Times is independent, we're not controlled by any special interest, and we never will be. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would ensnare this country in ignorance and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today to our digital edition at theepochtimes.com and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. Read the difference in all your devices. We'd love to have you on board. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. 
From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Spouting Off with Karen Catalina will return in a moment. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. Uh, such an honor and a pleasure to be uh, speaking with, and she graciously agreed to stay with us for a little bit longer, Mary Bauden, Charter Member of Voices Against Trafficking. Thank you so much for staying with us, Mary. We appreciate well, it. Well, I'm really happy to talk with you, and uh, I'm, I'm particularly interested in your background with beauty pageants that you briefly mentioned uh, and your experience uh, in that. So yeah. I hope we can talk later on off well, the air I, about that. Yes, um, I will make sure that uh, your information uh, just... Uh, Let's, let's make sure and connect. I have your number and uh, we can talk about that. But I want to stay focused on your work in helping people. It, it, it's such a profound um, issue that I talk about all the time because of my background that the very things I tried to warn against are happening on steroids today. And yeah. uh, we spoke a little bit about Voices Against Trafficking and the Earn It Act to Protect Children. We only mentioned it briefly. Are you, is your organization doing anything about actual pornography on grade school shelves? And just one little comment. The very things that people could get arrested for, there are laws on the books. We have movie ratings so that nine-year-olds don't go into x-rated movies and that's been standard for a long time but suddenly putting out and out pornography on elementary school shelves is now some sort of civil right and the people that say no to that to protecting children are being called book burners while the book burners ban books like uh, Mark Twain and want to ban Mr. Potato Head there's something sinister going on here. Uh, let's talk about that. Does your organization deal with that at all? I hope I hope it does. Actually, um, danceawareness.com doesn't deal specifically with that issue. We have lots of education trailers and information for parents to learn about in terms of the hypersexualization of children in adult costumes, choreography, and music. But I just mentioned that everything relates overlaps and relates to one another. So you see, even though uh, books on, on sex in, in libraries uh, that really are adult material, uh, you wouldn't think that would have to do with dance, but it really does because it's this overall uh, sense of a pornified culture that is happening every place and seeming to saturate wherever we go. And so in that, in that sense, uh, if you come to Dance Awareness and you educate yourself on this issue of making children into many adults through dance, yeah. uh, and then, you know, of course, that objectifies them, that grooms them Absolutely. for trauma and abuse. And 
we never in the past, and it is all one subject. It's various. It really is all one subject. I know it sounds subject. strange, but it's all it, one no, subject. No, it isn't. It is rather because it is an attempt to erase the logical and realistic um, uh, developmental stages that children go through. Uh, and to rob them of their innocence. Oh, my God. And it does, because... It does. Know, yeah, princess... a child should not be exposed to adult issues uh, yes. in terms of sexuality and many other things as well. And, when and they're we little ha- people. It's and we inappropriate. Have to... It's like asking... Yeah. It's like me asking a six-year-old uh, to take my keys to the car and have that six-year-old drive to the market, get a quarter of milk, and then drive back. A six-year-old can't do that. So if you ask a six-year-old to do that, it it sets them up for trauma, right? And uh, so uh, th- that kind of example is maybe a good mindset for people to understand. Uh, we're not saying, uh, you know, children shouldn't know certain things about the birds and bees. Of course they should. But age-appropriate. Is the Age word. appropriate, and Absolutely. the uh, the brain research also uh, all all shares that uh, in so many ways, and I could share some of those ways Mary, with you if we have the, time. The one thing how this that hurts I hope, kids, Mary. The one thing that I hope that uh, an organization like this doesn't do, and I'm sure they don't, but I hope they don't, is to have to feel defensive about common sense. We never had to defend before why we thought that no one under 18 should get into an XX-rated movie. We didn't yeah. have to explain. We didn't have to defend. Now, suddenly, uh, this has become a political football. And when I use the term princess by proxy, I have a new term, although I don't intend to write another book, but I could. And it would be called politics by proxy. Uh, yeah. There is a parent who is pushing a nine-year-old who said she wrote a book on being uh, gender neutral or a trans a boy who thinks he's a girl. And it said, this, this is actual logically it said, that he, she had been a political activist since he, she was five years old. Now, yeah. why do we have to defend the obvious that... That is a parent who is living through their child to use as a political pawn in their own politics. This makes the child disappear completely. Okay, so let's not be defensive about explaining that we've had movie ratings forever in this country. Nobody, not even the left, fought against it. Now suddenly, the left and others are saying that pornography for nine-year-olds, and some of this stuff is, is, is despicable and, and the, the stuff of a, an erotic novel, of an X-rated novel, whatever you call it. They really have gone over the edge with this stuff in order to provoke parents into standing up. Why? So maybe they can call them, uh, you know, domestic terrorists. Something very, very wrong is going on in this area. Uh, forgive me. I, 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 what I want you to talk about with our last couple minutes is dance, because that is something that I addressed and which I want you to, to, to address. There is a way for children to dance like children and not dance suggestively like adults, isn't there? Yeah. If, if you don't mind, I'll give you two Please. Uh, very simple definitions of healthy and harmful dance that um, really help people, from what I understand, to understand this issue in part. Um, you know, uh, people get overwhelmed. They think, oh, I don't know anything about dance. How can I see the differences between healthy and harmful dance? I don't know plie, but my tendu, gracieté. Uh, that's dance lingo. And right. and so, I know uh, <laughs> you know, I have thought a lot about that and have come up uh, with a definition that is easy to understand. In healthy dance, a child looks like a child. Yes! In uh, <laughs> age-appropriate costumes, choreography, fairly, and music, fairly common sense, usually but people accompanied are losing by it. joy. Yes, 
Yes. Say that again because har- I talked yeah, over you. In harmful dance, hypersexualized dance, uh, a child is in adult costumes, choreography, and music, usually accompanied by adult hairstyles and adult makeup. And so a child doesn't look like a child. A child looks like an adult. So if you're trying to understand, gee, how could I do this? How can I make those, uh, you know, evaluations? You just think, does the child look like a child or does the child look like an adult? Uh, Let us remember the tragic, sad story that made national news and is still a murder, uh, an unsolved murder of John Benet Ramsey. That isn't yeah. that long ago. And the, the covers uh, on People magazine of this little six-year-old girl dressed up like an adult yeah. with hair extensions and thick makeup with the sultry look on her face. What I want people to understand, and I know you do too, is the long-term damage that can result uh, from the confusion that children have of being thrust into sexuality before they're emotionally prepared to do so. People don't know why it bothers them. They just know it does. There's a reason it bothers them, because it wreaks havoc with the development of that child. Uh, and their natural development. If they can't feel protected, then they're never going to feel like they can choose to be sexual when it is age appropriate to do so. Am I right? And there's there's a list of even more uh, harmful out- outcomes, as terrible as that is. Uh, they're unable to identify sexual abuse. See, when you're a little person, yeah. and uh, the adults allow you to be objectified and introduced to adult sexual material, you think it's normal. So we're normalizing what is not normal. Then that uh, promotes objectification, uh, which is external growth, emotionally, uh, uh, and, and children grow from the inside out. If we just teach them externals, they don't become fully mature adults. And then they have they don't own their academic own body. performance and cognitive they don't, they development. They can't own their own body and feel comfortable yeah. in their own body because technically it belongs to somebody else. Right. And they have body dysmorphia, eating disorders, a higher risk of abusive relationships, yeah. a higher risk of pornography use. It promotes a rape culture. Mm-hmm. It, it promotes promiscuity and teen pregnancy. Um, it promotes relationship wounding during due to constant comparison. See, because if you work externally and you mm-hmm. objectify a child, uh, they, they tend to really uh, always have that, that inner uh, message that they're not good enough. So uh, right. this is a very serious issue, and I thank uh, you so much for speaking so well on it. Well, thank you. It's just, I guess you can tell us one of the things that has I turned me I inside can. out. You, you've had um, some experience here. Well, it's just turned, it's just horrified me. And wh- what I, I also want to point out that you don't have to, but I, I must, is that those that are glorifying this, the very same people that were the Me Too movement and feminism, and now all of a sudden they can't even define what a woman is, but they're feminists. All of this crazy-making stuff Um, You have to ask, is that really the goal, is to soften little kids up so they'll be uh, uh, easier for predators to take advantage of? I I don't know, I don't believe that every person who is confused enough to think that pornography on grade school shelves and sexualizing children in dance concerts, etc., understands that or has sinister intent. But those people that are glorifying this and turn this into a political football, Uh, something ugly is happening, and I think parents know it. Uh, Yeah, and they don't know how to address it. They they know something's wrong, and then sometimes if they speak up, they're told, oh, you're just old-fashioned. Or worse, they're called a domestic terrorist. They're called Uh, a domestic terrorist. (laughs) traumatic for children. It's abuse for children. So that we need to educate ourselves. And I'll tell you something, Mm -hmm. and I bet you you know this, my friend. Mm. When you speak out, 
you empower others to speak out. Yes. See, and then we unify, and then we start moving these trends in the opposite direction. And so I'm very hopeful as Mm. as, uh, programs like yours uh, articulate Mm. this, and I hope in dance awareness, as I do, that we empower people to say, you know what, this is wrong. Yeah, it doesn't take a genius. I I also think that many people who are watching other forms of totalitarianism or tyranny, not giving adults, you know, the right to disagree and dissent. You know, it's that old phrase of when a parent, you know, is in danger herself, and it's just a her in this case, they don't do anything, but they could lift a car to save a kid. And this mama bear mentality is important because it's bringing people, everyday people out of the woodwork and saying, you know what? I don't know about my own self, but I'll be damned if I'm gonna watch, you know, the glorification of pornography for nine-year-olds, five-year-olds. I mean, we're talking about hormone blockers and, and lifetime changes on children who are not of the age of consent. Uh, and and this is an assault on everything we hold dear, uh, and it has and, nothing to do with what you believe about gay or straight. They're kids. Yeah, for it, it really sake. doesn't. It's They're really kids. about um, protecting <laughs> children in their development. And you know, the brain yeah. research shows that the brain doesn't finish developing till 25. Yeah. And so when children are making these major decisions when they're six or they're yeah. eight or, or they're being pushed into it which is really it. well but listen they can't i have make less a major than, decision i have like less that than a minute until they're of age which is 25 that's what the brain uh, research shows right right and and in mental health if you're a schizophrenic you don't even get diagnosed until you're well past 21 they don't di- diagnose kids as schizophrenics when they're five because kids have to go through lots of changes listen i do have a minute I would love for you to tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, connect with you, uh, and then we'll talk off the air later. Well, my website is danceawareness.com. My name is Mary Bodden. I'm the founder. Um, And uh, the acronym for our organization is DANCE, which stands for Dance Awareness, No Child Exploited. And it's our joy to educate adults, caring adults, uh, dance educators, dancers, Uh, parents about this issue because believe it or not many dance educators aren't aware of some of these things. I gotta leave it there. Mary Bodden, thank you for joining us. Danceawareness.com We appreciated your time and and your effort. Uh, That does it for this edition of Spouting Off. Tune in on Thursday and Friday at 1pm Eastern when there will be so much more to spout off about here on Spouting Off.